0: Welcome to the Med Street Journal. Hello and welcome to another awesome episode of Med Street Journal. I am your host today, Rodney Hu, and today I'm joined by an awesome guest, Dr. Christopher Liu. He is a doctor turned entrepreneur. He's been a physician consultant, and he's also the physician advisor on digital health strategy at Valhalla Healthcare. He's also a keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker, an Amazon author. And he has a, he's written a bunch of content on financial freedom for physicians. And he's also a digital creator. He runs his own Facebook group, creates courses, and just does a lot of content creation in healthcare. So with that being said, I'm excited to have him on. And Chris, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Rodney. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really happy to be here to share my knowledge, my advice, my expertise.
0: Nice. So yeah, let's just uh jump right into it. Why don't you just give a brief background on yourself and what you do and how you actually got into the position you are today?
1: Yeah, sure. I grew up in Houston, Texas, and uh from an early age I was always the uh outsider. I was the the short Asian kid, so and I grew up with a lot of uncertainties. A lot of my uh a lot of my friends were extremely wealthy. I never had that, so I came from a very humble beginning, so from a very early age, my MO was always to become financially free and independent. So in because I grew up in the millennial industrial age, what that meant, financial freedom and financial independence meant get a high paying job back then. But in today's age, being financially free and independent means becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own company, starting your own business, growing it around your ideas, right? But uh, additionally, I also grew up around Asian culture. So for all the uh, viewers out there, as an Asian, your parents come here and you're expected to one, become a doctor. And if you're not a doctor, you either become, you go into finance, you go into law, you become a dentist um, and things like that. But you know that's, that's the sort of values that were instilled upon me and ingrained in me. And I always grew up around uh, the medical field. So medicine was a, a natural fit and a progression. Um, it, looking back, it always taught me the necessary skill sets, but um, it wasn't really my passion. Currently, I use the skills and knowledge and expertise that I developed to get into medical school, to get through medical school, and to get into residency and um, in my current company and business. So that's really helped as well. During medical school, I started two companies investing in real estate and stocks. And by my final year of medical school, I was making enough income where I didn't really need to uh, go out in the working world. I didn't need to depend upon a job, boss, corporation, and things like that. But uh, nevertheless, all my deans, mentors, advisors told me to go to residency so that I could get the skill to become a practicing physician. So uh, I did that for two years. I was extremely miserable. So this was at the height of the financial crisis where I was just very unhappy in my career. And my intuition told me to take a leap of faith and to go out as an entrepreneur. And so that's what I did. Um, When Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy, I turned in my keys, badge, and pager to my chairman. And, and as they say, the uh, rest is history. I never look back. I spent eight years investing in single family condominiums. And by my mid thirties had achieved enough financial freedom that I would never need to work for anybody. I wouldn't need a job. I wouldn't be dependent upon a corporation or the government. And I didn't have to rely on social security and pensions. After that, I took a year off and traveled the world, living abroad in Asia. And then came back and launched my consulting company. So now I'm a four times Amazon author. I've written books, uh, I've written for Kevin MD. I'm giving a TEDx talk in October. Um, I'm also a keynote speaker. And now my group, true passion is digital content creation, which is uh, running my own private Facebook group, my own um, online courses, boot camps, and mastermind. So I'm happy to take it from there and answer any questions.
0: Nice, awesome. So, one thing I want to address is that you said you started two companies while you're going through medical school as a doctor, which is crazy. <laughs> How did you find the time to do that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, so I went to uh, Baylor for medical school, and I was part of the MD PhD program. So the way it's structured is that you do two years of medical school, and so during that time, uh, you know, I was busy. In class and on rotations. What I did during that time was I got in early. So I, I bought my first investment unit during my first year of medical school. And then I basically rented out the extra room as passive income. So that really didn't take much effort. But then once I went got into graduate school, then um, that's where I had more time and freedom. So that's when I started looking into uh, stocks and options and, and actually leveraging and scaling my real estate. And uh, it was really... If I wasn't in the gym or if I wasn't in class studying or on rotations, I would be analyzing the trends. I would be studying the market. I would be going out looking at properties. I'd be out making offers. I'd be working on my email content marketing and just learning about the business and growing it and scaling it. Nice. Right, so
0: you went to school all these years to be a doctor and then you've always wanted that financial freedom, that time freedom, just creating your own sort of wealth. So what's, how was that transition for you, especially from just going to school, just educating yourself and then just completely going <laughs> to a completely different field?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. So what I did was right now, everybody talks about the importance of having side hustles. So if you have a job right now. A lot of people are saying um, it's important to really diversify your income streams. So during uh, medical school, these these uh, were sort of my side passions and my side hobbies. So what I did was, you know, when I was able, when I had built enough security with the ability to generate my own income and with my own savings and assets and ability to generate cash flow without, where I was able to create that cash flow, not work for it, but actually, you know, be able to create these systems then I took a leap of faith and then I went out and and when I was extremely unhappy and unfulfilled in my career, that's when I decided to go full-time into my uh, startups. So that's what I, and, and it just, it really takes a leap of faith. A lot of times uh, my clients, when I coach them, it's, I describe it to them almost like uh, bungee jumping or skydiving, where it's like you, you're seeing the um, world below you and you just have to take that leap knowing that <laughs> everything else is going to be okay in the end.
0: Nice, nice. So now you transitioned over to a physician, physician consultant, helping other physicians achieve their goals ideal financial success, right? So can you speak more on what you do as far as that? What's the day in the life? What, how are you helping and providing value to other
1: physicians? What I do is um, I work with a lot of physicians, either either in a private one-on-one setting. So that can encompass anything from being a 30-minute coaching call, which I just got off of, uh, to a one-hour coaching call. Usually, because physicians are at different stages. Some of them are really early stage and some of them are quite, a, so you have to really gauge how much guidance and tools and strategies that they need. So a lot of physicians, when they start out for uh, an ab- extremely advanced physician, all he or she needs is 30 minutes to an hour, one-time private coaching session. Uh, sometimes they my um, online courses, which is just, you know, they access almost like a library. I also hold monthly masterminds and boot camps where I have, where I do a lot of group coaching, where I teach the principles, tools, tax, tactics, and strategies during a career transition and to focus on different revenue streams, including stocks, consulting, writing, things like that. So, really, there's a variety of individualized coaching packages and programs that I. Specifically personalized and tailored to each individual client.
0: Ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And what you're saying is you're working with a lot of different doctors and th- with a lot of different people in healthcare in general. And so, based off your ex- experience, what sort of trends are you seeing in the industry?
1: Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm seeing a, actually a very fascinating trend. So, one is I'm seeing a lot of physicians. Uh, Talk about burnout. So that's a very, this that's a very high impact trend. So burnout, uh, physician suicide is also another. Also, physician, uh, a lot of physicians just leaving the field almost within their first five years of their career. They're just leaving just because the healthcare system is so broken. So a lot of these trends, um, you know, with the recent COVID nights, there's a lot of um, issues with gender and uh, racial equality so that's going to be a bigger issue in the in the years coming forward so another trend that I'm seeing is a lot of automation through um, technology and so for example through the electronic health records through artificial intelligence uh, these a lot of um, basic or repetitive keys and tasks are going to be automated so they won't require the uh, use of a um, human being, right? Another thing is the way uh, the industry is going is seeing a lot of healthcare commoditization of physicians. So what that means is that physicians in the past really enjoyed a lot of um, comfort and stability, knowing that they wouldn't be easily replaced. But now with managed care and health insurance um, getting involved, now it's a lot easier to replace physicians so, for example, we, you know, with this recent COVID nineteen, a lot of so a lot of them were asking for volunteers. You know, at the same time, these healthcare administrators and executives were reaping huge salary benefits, and all, and, and at the same time, not risking their lives, while you know, healthcare workers were risking their lives, and um, a lot of them were being let go. So, a lot of my former clients reached out to me, you know, you know asking about different options. We'll also see the uh, private equity buyouts of physician practices. So that's also going to be an issue as well as um, also disruption with the use of mid-levels in the um, industry as well. I also see a lot of uh, blockchain, telemedicine, reality, uh, things more digital. Those are going to be um, coming into the fray as well. But ultimately, I, I hope to see, you know, the whole corporate medicine insurance way being disrupted. Hopefully, I know that Amazon and, and Berkshire Hathaway and J.P. Morgan have something up their sleeves. So hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a David this whole Goliath paradigm. Dan,
0: you said something interesting that you said that physicians are going through a career change pretty rapidly after going to school, like within five years. And that's crazy to me. (laughs) Like you spend all these years going to school and then Uh after five years, like, Oh, it's not worth it to me. Let's see what else that healthcare has to offer. (laughs) Um, And so another question I have for you is that I was looking at one of your courses on financial freedom for physicians and in one of the table of contents, it said finding a niche. And can you speak on the importance, especially for physicians on finding a niche, being a specialist rather than a generalist?
1: Um, as they say in uh, marketing and uh, sales, they say uh, the riches are in the niches, right? So the more you can niche down, the more specific you can be, mm-hmm. the more successful you can be. So um, in this day and age, You'll, you're seeing it with uh, social media, with content creators. You're seeing it with startups. They're, they all have a um, unique perspective and a unique slant. So, and ultimately, because if in this day and age, attention, your attention span, um, people are fighting for your eyeballs and your times. And your, your attention span is very short. It's, it's uh, decreased so much compared to you know, 10 years ago. So the more specific, um, unique, and the more individualized you can make it, the more you're going to stand out. And in this day and age, it's all about brand building, brand awareness, creating a following. So you're only going to be able to do that through niches. So, so I, you know, I advocate, you know, you need to really hone in. What is a particular experience? What is a particular skill set? What is a particular challenge that you've overcome? And you have to be able to create ideas and content and instruction and education around that in order to make an impact in today's society
0: nice so really just understanding your ideal customer avatar their pains their desires their wants and needs and all of that and just being able to accurately communicate that message to them exactly awesome and another thing that i've seen in your course which just by skimming over, it looks very valuable to anybody in healthcare or any physician in healthcare. Another thing you talk about is building your brand. And so why is building a brand so important and what are some of the best ways to actually go about doing
1: it? Yeah, uh, I think in these day and age, um, so in the past, a uh, product could enjoy a, a six-month life cycle, sometimes even 60 years. So if you look at like, IBM, if you look at Walmart, you know, some of the Coca-Cola, McDonald's, these uh, corporations and companies enjoyed almost decades worth of just um, capitalization, monopolies, market capitalization and dominance, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, With internet and the globalization of all of information and with digitization, the lifespan of a product is now shaved from six years to six months. So you, you can so ideas that were once relevant a month ago are no longer relevant one month, two months, even six months. So if you look at, for example, um, Snapchat, it used to be one of the dominant platforms for short video content. Now uh, it's losing its market share to TikTok. So that's how fast things shift in today's marketplace. Things can be disrupted either through new platforms, technologies, through new regulations. So the government can shut down anything at any time. So look at COVID-19. So I've studied a lot of, um, cause I'm always concerned about what are the existential threats? What are the things that are going to demolish us? And what are the things that are going to keep us around 10 to 20 years later? So to do that is by building a strong brand. So, cause a brand is your unique differentiator. So I'll give you, for example, if you go to Starbucks, right? If you're willing to wait 10 to 15 minutes in line, every morning, you know, 6am, 7am, the lines are packed and people are willing, are standing there 20 minutes sometimes to pay uh, five bucks for a, uh, for a coffee. Right. And (laughs) if you look at it, if you look at um, the cost of that per, per gallon, you know, for example, gas now is about 80 per gallon, right. Playing that uh, when gas prices go up by 10 cents or 20 cents, but, if you look at the price per um, gallon of Starbucks, it's almost, you know, it's sometimes 30 to $40 per gallon that we're paying for Starbucks. But well, we don't complain about that, right? Because Starbucks has such a strong brand. Uh, another example, Apple. People are willing to camp out on uh, Friday or, you know, the day I'm willing to camp out for 24 hours in the freezing cold, uh, lose sleep to, and pay $1,000 for an iPhone. And, but they won't do that, for example, like a Samsung or Nokia or things like that. So, in today's age, it's so important to have a strong brand because what Warren Buffett says is that a brand is your moat. It's going to be what's going to protect you against disruption because no longer are we going to, no longer is having a monopoly or things like that the way to market dominance. It's going to be having a strong brand. So, that's through customer experience, that's through, um, actual providing experience and value in addition to the product and service. So you asked how do you create a brand? And I coach this to clients. It takes a it's what you it's what you stand for, your mission. So it's just your service or product. So how do you go about building it? So it's over time. Um, It has to be in the daily The daily action steps that you take. Um, You have to be experienced in providing value. Your customer experience is also going to be in how you promote. So, all the different platforms, for example, uh, social media, it's going to be through customer reviews, testimonials, and things like that. So, in a long answer to a short question. So, and I also teach, you know, branding and how to protect your brand in the digital age. Nice. So as I
0: was listening to you talk, it really reminded me of this quote from Simon Sinek that said, People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I think that's probably more important today than it has ever been. And you gave some awesome examples, um, especially the um the apple and the starbucks because i definitely see that all the time and i think for physicians especially when there's a lot of physicians in the same practice branding is more important now especially now that you said that healthcare is being more commoditized
1: especially for physicians you know exactly and uh older generation the ones that are were they grew up in the baby boomer days their relationship with technology a lot uh is more has more friction compared the uh gen x millennials and the and gen z so i see a lot of uh, on instagram and and uh and twitter and all the social media platforms a lot of physicians are creating their own uh, personalized brands to not just to market and sell their products and services but just to reach their target audience and also to um, educate them as well. So I see the younger generation using these tools and strategies to actually, to enhance their value and their offerings.
0: Nice. Nice. So I have one more question before we start wrapping up here at the end. What sort of advice would you have for other professionals in the healthcare industry? Advice? Um,
1: So, one is uh I think uh I think the healthcare profession is 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 noble in its intentions. I think with uh globalization and managed care and disruption, I think healthcare professionals get smarter in terms of financial literacy. So as physicians we're always taught to pursue the high incomes, but but then we, we spend that income on, you know, uh fancy cars and fancy houses and and instead of uh, investing those wisely. So we also don't know the difference between assets and liabilities. So what we think are assets are actually liabilities and vice versa. So I think one is financial literacy. The other thing is um, just start start thinking out outside the box because, you know, techn- once technology gets a Put hold in healthcare, then it's going to be off to the races. You're going to see so much disruption. It's just like when the internet came in the late 90s. You know, we saw all this um, blossoming of e-commerce, and um, now we have the Internet of Things and the sharing economy. So, what you know, start thinking out of the box. Start, um, you know, start adopting new beliefs and mindsets. And then, and the last thing is just follow your intuition. So, if like for example, in 2008, like my intuition was telling me so many times, my intuition has saved me being disaster, even in the face of against massive social resistance and social pressure. So for example, uh, retiring from medicine, uh, going out pursuing my startups, if I didn't listen to my intuition, then I wouldn't be uh, here where I am today. So I no longer need a job since my um, early 30s, right? And I'm here pursuing my talents and my passion. So always follow your intu- intuition. Even when in the face of massive odds, uncertainty, going to tell you um, is what's going to save you and guide you.
0: Awesome. I think that's excellent advice. <laughs> it's a perfect way to end the, this podcast. But before we actually end, I like to end things on a little more lighter note with something I like to call the rapid um, fire round. So I ask you a yeah. couple questions and you kind of just give me the first answer that comes to mind. Sure. All right, first question. What is your favorite book of all time?
1: A favorite book of all time is uh, called Multiple Streams of Income by Robert Allen. Oh, I should have guessed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who is the most influential person in your life or career?
1: Uh, My dad.
0: Awesome. And then what is one goal you want to accomplish this year?
1: So uh, last year, my company broke seven years in annual revenue. So this year, what I'm trying to do is um, break that goal, but uh, transition my business into the 100% digital and the virtual platform. So in other words, um, these Zoom webinars, everything is uh, going to be through Skype or laptop or telephone. And I want to make it put everything on autopilot and automate everything so that If I decided I want to go get on a plane to Europe tomorrow, my business would be up and running without.
0: The true four-hour work week. (laughs) I like it. All right, and then last one. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. What is one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self?
1: Uh, Follow your passions and your dreams. Don't follow it. Don't do things just because um, society says – It's proper or it's the correct thing to do or it makes the most money. Uh, Listen to your, uh, follow your passions and your dreams. And then lastly is listen to your intuition. My intuition has saved me countless times. I can't even count the number of times when it was against all odds. I listened to my intuition and I came out on top.
0: Awesome. Well, I think that'd be a perfect spot to end today's podcast. Dr. Lou, I just want to thank you again for just jumping on and sharing your experience um, from not only healthcare, but transitioning into an entrepreneur and helping other physicians achieve financial success and the importance of having a niche and branding and just like you said right now, following your intuition. So this is a lot of valuable advice that anybody listening would definitely bring, take value from that. So I just want to say thank you for jumping on.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you on the show and the cast.
0: No problem. And then last thing before we go, um, where can people learn more about you? Where can they follow you?
1: Follow me on, on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, my handles are at Dr. Chris Liu, MD-PhD. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, type in my name, Christopher H. Liu, MD-PhD. Uh, you can also find my four books on Amazon. Um, just type in my name and my four books will appear there. Other than that, uh, email me at mdphd at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll definitely be sure to include all those links in the description and show notes below, wherever this will be. Um, but other than that, that ends today's podcast. I'll catch you guys on the next one.